Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. For Christian, you know, once he does get practicing, that road ahead for rookies who miss the entire preseason. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question as far as, you know, where he's at. I mean, you know, I think he's practiced four times since he's been here. So, <clears throat> you know, it's... um. Yeah, sorry. It's an unknown. <laughs> uh, Mike Zimmer there being asked about Christian Derisaw by uh, Courtney Cronin from ESPN.com. And Zimmer just being like, <laughs> uh, I, I hate rookies. I don't know. Uh, offense, I'm not sure. Practice four times <laughs> in mini camp. Those are the four practices. Yeah. Zero yeah, practices it's be, since training camp started. This whole notion that like, oh, he's, you know, he could be ready for week one. What? On what planet? He's a rookie who practiced four times. I think October one would be optimistic, but we can get into some of that because today, boys, we're going on the record here on Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company, Mackie Judd, executive producer, Declan Goff. And we're going to get some things out. We're going to make our predictions in terms of our final record predictions, playoffs or no some declarative statements that will count in our Write That Down catalog. Uh, Thanks to those of you who are watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel on a TCL TV, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They've got a new lineup of award-winning TVs, the most entertainment, stunning resolution. Check them out at any major local retailer and enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. This is Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That's what we say here every day on Purple Daily. And we're going to go on the record. Let's fire up the NFL Films music. And let's start with just a couple categories to get. Let's just let's just get these out. Let's go on the record. And let's, let's put our predictions into the universe. What will the Vikings' final record be? And will they make the playoffs? Yes or no? Judd. I believe I predicted uh, when we went through the actual schedule last week or a couple weeks ago, I think I predicted nine wins. I'm going to up mm-hmm. that. I'm going to up that to 10. Wow. I'm going to apply right some now. pressure here. 10 wow. 
And don't forget, now 17 games, 10 and 7, and yes, they will. Wow. Jug's like, uh, I think I hit him at 9 last week. I'm just going to up that a little bit to 15 and yep. put some pressure nope. on. Nope. I, ten, I think 10 is fair. I think 10 is fair. I think in, if it's less than 10, it's a definite disappointment in my opinion. So I'm going 10 wins and yes. Declan. Yeah, I am uh, one below Judd there. The Vikings will finish exactly 9-8. and eight. They will finish 9-8 and eight this season. That's where I'm at. And playoffs or no? Yes. They are the last team in. They win the wild card round, and then they lose in the divisional round. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to stick with my 10 that I had when we went through the schedule last week. I think it's 10, which honestly, 10 is kind of a... Like, if you go back to three, four years ago when they signed Kirk Cousins, and you're saying, all right, all these all these key players, you're going to get this Justin Jefferson guy in the draft. He's going to be amazing. Dalvin Cook is going to be one of the two or three best running backs in the NFL. You're still only going to win like ten games in the regular season and be fighting for a wild card spot. I would say, uh, yeah. I'd like a little bit more out of this team. <laughs> Hell yeah, I would. Uh, but that's kind of how I feel. I think it's a ten win team, so certainly not a disaster. Certainly a playoff team. Um, and I will, I will withhold my playoff take for a declarative statement here in a moment. But let's each give three declarative statements that will go on the record. For our write that down predictions, these are basically bonus write that down predictions, declarative statements about the 2021 Vikings. And let's just, well, Judd, go ahead and give all three. We can comment on yours throughout, and then Dex will give all three, then I'll give all three. All right. Speaking of uh, the guy that we played, Zim talking about off the top of the show, the comment on Christian Derrissaw. Christian Derrissaw will start 10 or more games this season. So I think he's going to okay. come back. I think he's going to come back yeah, a month in or so. Uh, but Rashad Hill, to me, is not a viable option here. Like, I don't think Rashad Hill, oh, my God, he's so good at left tackle. Christian Derrissaw can't play. So 10 or more starts for Christian Derrissaw. Okay. So he's going to get thrown in because the, the schedule picks up big time after the bye. Like, there's some tough games before the bye. Right. And I wouldn't sleep on this Bengals team either, even though they're not projected to be a playoff team. But if Christian Derrissaw comes back after the week seven bye, which would seem like a good you know, let him practice for a month and a half, really get healthy. Ramp it up. And and then give him like the extra two weeks to prepare for his first NFL start. And the teams you have to face, I mean, Dallas's defense isn't amazing, but you're facing Dallas, you're facing Baltimore on the road, and the Chargers, like there's some Chargers. there's some edge rushers in that mix. The yes. Chargers yep. that you're gonna have to deal with. So but yeah, I mean give him a month and a half to sort of ramp up and figure it out. Declarative statement number two, the Vikings' run defense will finish in the top five in the National Football League. They will be a top five. Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson, it's going to help a lot. The linebackers a lot. Eric Kendricks becomes a better player. I think this run defense is going to be outstanding, and it's it's the one thing that I don't think there's any debate they spent to fix. Like, Pierce came in March of 2020, didn't play. Tomlinson then, if you look at it, is really the marquee free agent edition for 2021. So this should be not a top 10. This should be a top five. They will finish in the top five and run defense. And, and that's by yards, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. We're going quantifying that by yep, yards. Just, just quantify by sure. yards. Yep. Okay. Just total yardage or yep. yards per rush? No. Total yardage? Total yards is fine. Total yards. That's the simplest way to do it. So, okay. But this yeah. this defense is going to go from being atrocious against the run to being, or it should be one of the best in the league. 
And my, does the, Michael, the, yeah. real quick, does the yeah. Michael Pierce Delvin Tomlinson interior pairing remind you at all about the uh, of the Williams wall from 10, 12 years ago? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I need to see. So here, here's what I need to see more of Dalvin Tomlinson. I mean, Kevin was a special player. He was a borderline, in my opinion, Hall of Fame player. I don't think he is going to get into the hall, but he is like on that next cusp. And when he was healthy and playing well, he was really good. I guess my question is, and I just don't know this, is Dalvin Tomlinson at the three technique that good? But what I've seen from Pierce, I love. I mean, this is a mammoth man um, who's got who can move a little bit as well, and he is going to, to put it as simply as possible, clog up the middle. Like he, oh, people I are just going to run. People are going clog to run in football People are going to run into Pierce and disappear. <laughs> like they'll just be gone. Be like, is what? he going to swallow them up? He will swallow them up, and he will clog the middle. Uh, but the Tomlinson thing, I don't know yet. And so if if we're going to go to potential Williams-Wall comparisons, that's where Kevin was a special player. <laughs> I want to make a joke. Yeah, can, I'm not gonna do it. I was going to say, you're going to spit him up and swallow him back. You know, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna push him all the way back, that Williams-Wall. Yeah, anyway, I derailed that. My bad. I don't know football. what you're talking about. Football. Thank you. That's all I was looking I, for. That's all you had to do. I have no I idea what you're talking for. about. Declan Goff, everybody. Yeah. That's right. All right, so Judd's on the record. Declan, what are your three? No, he's got, he's got one I got one, one, oh, you got, one sorry, you got, I got one last. I got one last. I said I derailed the segment. I'm coming off the top rope on this one, boys. Sorry. Mike Zimmer will not return in 2022, but Rick Spielman will. Wow. This will be Mike Zimmer's last year as the Vikings coach. I don't know if he'll surface somewhere else as a head coach, maybe a defensive coordinator. I think he loves football, but I think this is going to be it. And I do think Rick Spielman, and this could be debated. This could be debated, but I think the Wolves love him. They keep Rick around. I know that this is impossible. It's revisionist history, and just like for a million reasons, it wouldn't have worked. But if you could snap your fingers and go back and say, all right, Kevin Stefanski, you're going to be the head coach, and Mike Zimmer is going to be the defensive coordinator and like associate head coach. And no one's going to feel any ill will toward each other or the organization. Uh, but that's that, we think that's the best move for this football team. Would you guys go back and sign up for that now? I mean, it's a no-brainer. Right? I'd go back and sign up for just Stefanski and Mike, Mike not being here. That, that's what I'd sign up you, for. You wouldn't want Mike as a defensive coordinator? Um, I'm saying if, like, if, if awkward feelings were not an issue. Yeah, I guess I would, but I just, but, but I mean, if you had, if they lose that game, the playoff game against the Saints in the Superdome, I think Stefanski's your coach right now, don't you? Yes, I mean Mike's gone, but the the building was split. I mean, everything yep. that we've heard, and a lot of important that, people like, wanted Kevin, like they really yeah. liked him. Yeah, that's an interesting scenario. I mean, it's kind of Mike Mike Tomlin turned out to be the one that got away fourteen years ago, and uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. So those are Judd's on the record declarative statements. Declan, you go next. <laughs> All right. Uh, I did tease the nine and eight and the wild card weekend, but I will make this very declarative and take it one step further. So write write this down, if you will. The Vikings will be the seventh seed in the NFC playoffs, and they will beat the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau on wild card weekend. <laughs> I'm making that declarative. Wow. I'm putting it on the record. Wow. I'm being extremely specific. Yeah. Oh man. The Vikings and like nine wins and, and off the record. By the way, by the way, off the record, I think they lose both matchups in the regular season too. The Vikings do. The Vikings lose so both. This would be like 2004. Matchups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This happened. They, they lost two three games. times, guys. 
We always it say is. that. It's hard to hard that, to wind up playing a that's team. That's a football. Three times. That's a yeah. footbally football thing. Hard to beat a team three times. So I'm gonna so put that on the so basically the Packers would be the two seed mm-hmm. and they'd be forced to play a home game on that wild card weekend. Interesting. All right, I'm here for that. So that's my first prediction and declarative statement. Uh, my second declarative statement is the Vikings will have more road wins than home wins this season. And I know what? that the home schedule is going to be back and, and back at full strength. Yeah, I just think you have way too many tough teams on the, at home this year. You have to play the Browns. You have to play the Seahawks. You have to play the Rams. You have to play the Packers. I really don't see a situation where you're locked into wow. winning six games at home. That's a bold prediction there. Even with the home field advantage, you got some tough yeah, opponents, and bold. I actually think you're going to win mm. more road games than home games this year. All right, so here are the home games. By the way, the, the overall schedule on paper is just tough. Yeah, true. You know, there's only like a small handful of, including mm-hmm. week one against Cincinnati, where you're like, yeah, the Vikings are definitely favored for sure in that game. Mm-hmm. So the home games are Seattle, Cleveland, Detroit, Dallas, Green Bay, Pittsburgh on a Thursday, and uh, the Rams and the Bears. So the, I think the two easiest games, quote unquote, on paper there are Detroit and maybe Dallas or Pittsburgh. And the rest, uh, maybe Chicago, because you're facing probably a rookie quarterback or Andy Dalton by the end of the year. But yeah, it's it's tough. But the road schedule, so Cincinnati, Arizona, let's say you split those. Carolina, Baltimore, the Chargers, Niners, Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay. So it's definitely an easier slate because you got a Carolina, a Cincinnati, um, a Detroit in there. But all right, I can see it. So I will say, yeah, see more road wins. More road wins than home wins in 2021. And my final one, and I don't believe this has happened. Or maybe Todd Gurley might have did it four or five years, uh, four years ago uh, with the Rams. But I'll say Dalvin Cook will score 20 rushing touchdowns this season. 20 wow. rushing touchdowns for Dalvin Cook. I think he had 16 last year, and he didn't play in two games. So, I mean, he he flirted with possibly doing it last season if he would have extrapolated over 16-game season. With 17 games, with the way this offense runs, I will say Dalvin Cook will score 20 rushing touchdowns this year for the Vikings. Totally see that. And that's at least 20, just for the for the record purposes. Yeah. If he scores 21, uh, you're yeah, going to still get right. that yep. point. We'll score at least 20 rushing touchdowns. Doing, but I, I'm being specific on rushing, because if it is doing? 19 rushing and he had two passing, that this doesn't count. So I'm, I'm saying 20, so 20 rushing touchdowns So at least. 20 or more rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I know I didn't have to do that, no, but you I didn't, didn't want. Didn't have to I just feel all. like it would have I mean, been so you devastating. Twenty, you, you, you had him. You had to teach. Look, I've been sabotaging my. I've been. I've been losing sleep over Joe Ryan <laughs> over the since the last accountability you know, session. You did okay? get some some favorable I comments did. on Twitter saying that you I got get a little bit point. of Montreal screw job, but also when I wasn't Vince McMahon doing it, it was Sean Michaels screwed himself there on that one, and that was me. All right. So yes, and I did compare myself to. All right, Mackie, what do you got? Uh, Brett screwed Brett. So yeah. I got three declarative <laughs> statements coming at you after we shot out the Minnesota Lottery and these new Vikings scratch game tickets. So there's a $5 scratch game that can win you up to $100,000, a $2 skull game that can win you up to $15,000, and great second-chance prizes like Vikings tickets. Get pumped and say, I'm in to Vikings scratch games. From the Minnesota Lottery, you must be 18 or older to play. Also... Purple Daily is presented by Surly Brewing Company. Uh, Judd, uh, besides Surly Furious, what other Surleys have you gotten yourself into? Are you just a Furious well, guy? Right I'm now? mainly a, a Furious guy, but I also uh, delved into a couple of weeks ago their 12 pack variety pack. 
three oh, yeah. Furiouses, but then you get into some of the summertime stuff, which is probably going away here soon. You get in, you get into a, just a large, large array of surly beer, which is all delicious. And I'm going to tell you right now, the best part about the long weekend, the college football weekend, is this: sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. sipping a variety of surly beers. Absolutely outstanding. In fact, in fact, if you did not do this this past weekend, <laughs> here's my suggestion. Do it this weekend because you got the college slate followed by the pro slate, and the pro slate starts on Thursday. Don't settle. Get surly, just like I do. Love it. Uh, declarative statement number one from me on the record here. The Vikings will start fairly hot, and I will, I will quantify that by saying they will be at least 4-2 before the bye. I think people are overreacting to a bad preseason. We haven't seen the starters collectively, Jefferson, Thielen, Dalvin. Like At some point, I think Christian Derrissaw is going to come back probably after the 4-2 or better start, so at least 4-2 before the bye. Side note, it's after the bye that I'm most concerned about schedule-wise. Uh, yes, the Seattle-Cleveland back-to-back home games followed uh, following the back-to-back road games. Like It's a tough four-game schedule to start with, but... Once you come out of that bye, you've got that Dallas offense. You got the Ravens and the Chargers on the road. Those could be two AFC playoff teams. Then you have the Packers and the 49ers on the road. So four of those five games, Cowboys, Ravens, Chargers, Packers, Niners, out of the bye, four of those five games are on the road or in primetime, which are not great things for Zimmer and Kirk Kryptonite as a pairing the last few years. Um, and then the other one is against Green Bay at home at noon right now on a Sunday. So I just feel like you almost have to start hot to weather a really tough stretch that you're just going to try and stay afloat and play 500 football mm-hmm. and see what happens after that. So uh, that's my first declarative statement. All right. Declarative statement number two. The Vikings will win a road playoff game in the wild card round. Oh, you and Declan are on the same page here. Declan and I are in lockstep here. Um, I think if they do, so if if you play out how I'm painting the season, 10 wins, wild card, road playoff win in the first round, maybe even against Green Bay. If if it's De- if Declan drew it up right and it's against Green Bay, that makes the offseason decisions yes. really tough. If that happens, let's say they win 10 games, and let's, let's pair mine with Declan's. They win 10 games and they beat the Packers at Lambeau in the first round. And then let's say in the second round they get, they go to Seattle and get beat or whatever, whatever that looks like. What do you do? I know if you're the, if you're the Wolves, what do you do? Depends on how well Kirk plays. Because it if they win a playoff game, if they, I don't think Mike's gone. I can't assure he's not gone, but I don't think he's gone. But I do think that there's a case to be made that they will after all they've been through with Kirk, including the non-vax stuff. I think there might be a chance that the front office says, you know what, let's try and make a move there. And actually, actually, it simplifies the problem potentially because if Kirk does that, he becomes easier to trade. But here's the thing. If Kirk does that, doesn't that answer a lot of the questions that people have about Kirk? Mm-hmm. He can't beat winning teams. He can't win primetime games. He can't win on the road in key spots. But that's what I know. It'll be the second time that he has done that as a Vikings quarterback because he did it in in New Orleans, too. I think Kirk has lost a lot of the supporters that remain for Kirk in that building, I think, are largely gone now. Um, So I don't know. I don't know that Kirk's play, unless it's just 
Pro Bowl phenomenal uh, season. I don't know he can save himself here because I don't know if he still has support. He definitely does not have the support of of the head coach. I know that. But I'm beginning to think that guys like Spielman also might be soured by his less than all in for the team, which, you know what, might be silly, but in football it's a huge deal. Like that's a huge deal in football. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think – I'm trying to think of like but a I scenario mean, where they would win that game and Kirk doesn't perform that well. That does then, then Zimmer have a case to say, "Hey, let's move off this well, Albatross Rick, contract." Rick Keep might me go around. there too, and Rick might be like, "Okay, cool." And then and then Rick might pick up his phone and dial the Denver, Colorado area code, and his good friend George Payton, <laughs> who just got done with a devastating call in which the Packers said, "We are going to hold Aaron Rodgers hostage again." And George is like, I got to have a quarterback here. Teddy didn't work. Locke doesn't work. What am I going to do, Rick? And, he's, and Rick says, have I got a deal for you? Have I got a deal for you? Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. Kirk can go there, sign an extension, be the new hero in town. And I think it would be I think it would be thirty five million to the next team's books. And I think the Vikings mistaken, would only the Vikings eat 10. And yeah, but I mean, 10's not bad. You can eat 10. Like but that's if, not a devastating hit to you. So regard, regardless, if if this plays out and they win ten games and they win a road playoff game, it's still not Super Bowl, and we should still not be super happy about the outcome. But yes. all right, you know those are some good boxes to check. I would think that Kirk has played well enough to put them in the spot that they needed to be in to win that game. Like they're not just gonna like it might be that Dalvin goes off for two hundred yards in that playoff game, but Kirk will have to have done something big in the second half, like he did against the Saints a couple years ago, right? Which puts you in a great spot because, all right, you wouldn't feel terrible bringing him back on a restructure because he's won two road playoff games in the last three years and or his value would be high to a team looking to acquire a veteran quarterback while you move into the era of Kellen Mond or somebody else. So, yes. Um, so you could you could easily spin that forward even if it doesn't result in a championship at the end of the year. So I like okay. it. It's a lot of All right, and my, my third – it is. And then my third declarative statement here – <laughs> On the record, Daniil Hunter, I think he's back. So I th- I'm going to say Daniil Hunter plays in at least 15 games. I'm going to give him a little leeway to miss a game or week 17 or something. He'll play in at least 15 games, and he will tally at least 15 sacks. Ooh, career high. He's going to have a big season. Yep. yep. I think 14 is his previous career Fortune high, and a half. I want to say. Back-to-back years, yeah. 18 and 19. So at least 15 sacks in wow. at least 15 games All for right. Daniil Hunter, like the machine who will reclaim... <laughs> His position as one of the great defensive edge rushers in this sport. Something just struck me here. The ultimate irony. If Kirk Cousins is gone, so like if the Vikings say, you know what, Kirk, you played well, but I'm sorry, it's just not going to work and we're we're not going to extend you and we can't afford, obviously, to bring you back on that cap hit. There's actually a case to be made that the team could show Zimmer and Kirk the door simultaneously, and here's why. If you're going to turn the page to Mond, right? Like let's say it's Kellen Mond time. That might be there might be a really good case to be made that that is the time to then also say, okay, who's the best offensive coach for Kellen Mond that we could possibly bring in? And I'm not talking coordinator. I'm talking head coach who will run an offense that will suit Mond. Yeah. Because I will say this right now, the Vikings offense, what they, what they want to do does not suit Mond. 
But I don't think the Vikings ownership is going to fire a coach after making the playoffs, saying, winning 10 games, and winning a road playoff game. If these scenarios that we're I'm just giving you the ultimate irony of reckless speculation would be is if both of them are shown the door, they obviously can't stand each other, but but they are tied together through the through the um, um, the twist of fate. And they both wind up. Okay, Jeff Hardy, easy. Um, Declan got all that. about it. Just a no all is about that it. Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy? I no, they both of them. Both of them rocked it. JJ Hardy. They both of them rocked okay. it. Yes, JJ, JJ, JJ Hardy yes, too. JJ we'll pull Hardy that move too. Uh, if they both wound up with the same team, Zimmer as a defensive coordinator and Cousins as the new oh, quarterback, so that'd be good. Um, all right, a couple more things to get on the record here. I want your league MVP, and I want. I'm going to steal this question from our friend, friend of the show, Mike Greenberg from Get Up this morning. If the Chiefs and Bucks don't make it to the Super Bowl, who plays each other in the Super Bowl? All right. So MVP and then Super Bowl matchup if it's not the Bucks and the Chiefs, Judd. I'm going to stick with my write that down prediction of a few weeks ago. Matthew Stafford, MVP. That was that's also mine. I think he's going to have a huge year. I and and I'm not absolutely sure, but I mean he's finally out of Detroit. He has a quarterback friendly coach, and I think he's damn good. I really do. I think he's been stuck with such a dumpster fire yeah. for so long in a revolving door of coaches, and he tried. Uh, but I mean, I saw him play enough good games against the Vikings, basically by himself at times, at at U.S. Bank Stadium, where I said to myself, "This is really impressive because this is a tough place to play." So I'm saying Matthew Stafford. And if it, they if we don't get a Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl, what we will get is hold on to your hats here, Rams Titans Super Bowl, mm. Rams Titans, mm-hmm. Mike okay. Grable. Mike Vrabel gets to the Super Bowl. Okay. I'm near with, mm, I'm close with Judd here. Uh, I originally also have Stafford. I, I think, yeah, it's going to be an unleashed year, but I'll, I'll give another one also just uh, just for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. I will say, and as national media loves talking about this team and this guy all the time, I'm going to say Dak Prescott. I'm going to just say with the resurgence of him coming back in this leg injury, that NFC East, in my opinion, is still an absolute dumpster fire. I know everyone's really high on Washington right now after a a pretty decent and pop-up year last year. Uh, But I think Dak Prescott finally stays healthy and lives up to all the hype, helps the Cowboys get the playoffs, and the national media will obviously be bought in. So I'm going to say Dak Prescott uh, will be your National Football League MVP in 2021. Real quick on that. So Dak Prescott, in the five games he played before he got hurt last year, that dude was on pace for 6,000 passing yards. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Six. Yeah, he was good. averaging almost 400 yards a game through the air. Yep. And was just unbelievable. And he's 28 years old. So kind of like that one. And then who's your Super Bowl matchup? Yep. I'm going to go with Rams and Bills, actually. So mm. Rams and Buffalo Bills, I will say, make the Super Bowl. I, I, I know everyone's high on the Rams, but I do think they're the best team in the NFC. I think Rams and Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. By the way, let's go on the record and write that down for the MVPs that we're throwing out, but not okay. for the Super Bowls because okay. the, the Super Bowl is contingent on the two top teams not making it. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give you guys a guy who last year in the first half of the season I think was the odds-on favorite for MVP. And then the offensive scheme got more conservative and his play suffered a little bit. But Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. despite a second-half downturn by the Seahawks, Still threw for 4,200 yards, almost 70% completions, 40 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. It was statistically maybe the best season of his entire career. 
And he complained and moaned, rightfully so, all offseason about, get me some more help, offensive line, and craft the scheme around my throwing ability. So I think Seattle's going to come out. They went 12-4 and last year despite some of the turmoil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people are sleeping on them because the Rams and the 49ers have been getting all the buzz. So I think Russell Wilson wins his first league MVP. And if it's not the Chiefs and the Bucks in the Super Bowl, we're going to get Josh Allen versus Russell Wilson, the two best scrambling, hmm. big play quarterbacks in the league, Seahawks versus Bills. That would be a fun matchup in the Super Bowl. Uh, probably the most fun non-Vikings, non-Chiefs matchup that you can concoct in my mind. Yeah, I feel like the Bills will be good, but there's almost it's like a given that they're going to be good, and I think that's dangerous. Uh, yeah. the, the Chiefs, I think, is fair because of their quarterback and also the fact that they built up that offensive line. But I feel like the Bills' momentum is like, oh, they're going to be in the Super Bowl, they're going to be great. And I'm like, hold on a second here. I do think this. I think in the AFC, there's a chance Cleveland falls off the table. Because there's just this given that, oh, man, they're. I mean, Baker Mayfield, yeah. we don't know. Uh, I agree. We I don't agree know. Baker. And I could, see, I could see Cleveland disappointing in a huge way. And yeah. in the NFC, this is not a great team, but Dex talked about it, Washington. Like, they've got... I just don't get it They're yet. starting Fitzmagic, who we all love. I mean, it's a great story. Their, de- their defense is incredible. Right. And I think, I think Ron Rivera has done such a good job yeah. with Carolina. Like, he's just a yeah. rock-solid winning head coach. But I have questions about their offense. So, and it's too. a weak division. I mean, the Eagles. Yeah. I think Dallas... I'm, I'm going to say this. I think Dallas finally pops up, though. This is the this year. This is the year, and I've said it like Finally. three consecutive years. <laughs> right. I mean, they've got the personnel. They've got Dak. Well, yeah, yeah. Their, their defense is, I think, still pretty suspect. Yeah. Yeah, they need someone to come in and fix it for 2022. Maybe a, maybe a cantankerous guy that used to coach the cornerbacks. That's out Mike there Zimmer's music. Oh, he darn near traded to him. That's all I know. I mean, if you, you should, they should have traded Mike Zimmer for an injured Dak Prescott. Say, so, hey, listen, he's recovering. He might never be the same. We'll uh, we'll make the swap there. See what happens. So those are our declarative on the record statements and thoughts about the 2021 Vikings, the NFL season. Um, speaking of Zimmer, he did speak yesterday to start this week one week of media and practice. And there's a couple things we should talk about. Uh, after we shout out our friends at Moon Motorsports, celebrating 50 years as a family-owned and operated multi-line dealer in Monticello, Minnesota. Um, they've got the best and widest selection of ATVs, side-by-sides, snowmobiles, largest inventory selection in the region. And we're talking brands that are household names, Honda, Polaris, Yamaha, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph. So check them out if you like to get out and explore the outdoors, and uh, get on something with some power. Snowmobile season is not that far away. Moon Motorsports in Monticello and moonmotorsports.com. So uh, some practice notes from the week here, boys. Mike Zimmer speaking yesterday. So he said, and we heard this comment off the top of the show, but he said Christian Derrissaw will participate in practice tomorrow for the first time since his core surgery. Quote, we'll just have to see how he progresses He's not in terrific football shape because he hasn't practiced. Zimmer added um, that, yeah, the offensive line is a little bit of an unknown and then said, I don't think it's a major concern. What word would you guys use to describe the week one state of the Vikings offensive line? 
I almost need a sentence to describe <laughs> the week one state of this line, but I but I would say I would say unknown if I'm being kind, and I would say concern. Um, Rashad Hill starting at left tackle. Rashad Hill is a backup. I will continue to say this. He is a career backup, and he is a career backup for a reason. He is a utility player who's now being asked to start at third base every day, and that does not usually work out well. Uh, the thing with Darisaw that Mike also said yesterday is he's going to return to practice for the first time since training camp started on Wednesday in individual drills only, which, as Phil can attest, is not exactly the hard stuff. I mean, you're doing drills, but you're not doing teamwork. So until Rashad Hill, or I'm, I'm sorry, until Christian Darisaw is cleared to practice in full, like this is still a very slow step-by-step process. And this is a player who the Vikings drafted with the intention of starting against the Bengals. So concerned, I think, is completely fair. Yeah, I think um, I think concern is a fair word, too. It, 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 we'll see. Rashad Hill has done well, I think, mostly at right tackle when he's filled in. Um, but he's a career backup, like Judd said. Ole Udo has looked really good for the most part in preseason. I wouldn't say really good, but he's he's looked average, which is what they need at right guard. But I think the only sure thing, like if I guess if you're ranking the sure things right now, like what are you the most confident in along that offensive line from one through five or whatever? I think Brian O'Neill is number one going into week one. He's just rock solid, and he's one of the you know top ten or so right tackles in the NFL. I think, honestly, Ezra Cleveland at left guard is probably number two. And that's what scares me. <laughs> but, I mean, that he has never played left guard. He played right guard. Now he's moved to left guard. I am. Ve- I think that it's, it's very fair to have big concerns going into this game about Kirk Cousins' blindside because it's being protected by a career backup at left tackle and a guy who just transitioned from right to left guard, who, by the way, used to be a left tackle in college, um, and, and Kirk Cousins, it, it's, this is what drives you crazy right now. They're highlighting a weakness by doing this, right? I mean, Kirk Cousins blind, but like, it's no surprise that Kirk, we've talked about this a thousand times, doesn't feel pressure that Kirk gets stripped on plays like that. And so, so in Kirk's defense, I will say this, if I'm Kirk, I'm like, oh, this is not great for me. It's yeah. not, I, I, it can't be. We, we probably don't do enough of a job on this show of just putting ourselves in the cleats of Kirk Cousins sometimes too. And thinking, I think, I think it was you that brought this up maybe yesterday with Eric Eager Judd. Can't remember exactly, but you know, if Kirk could go back in, in time three and a half years ago, yes. Yeah. The, the guaranteed money is nice. And he has now set up generations of Kirk Cousins, kids and grandkids to do whatever they want in life. Right. He got the guaranteed ironclad contract. The Vikings were the top bidder. The jets were in the mix too. But would he have chosen a situation with a more offensive-minded head coach that he can connect with and a more stable offensive line? Right. Because he hasn't had those things in Minnesota. And he doesn't have those things going into week one of the fourth season, right? Correct. So it is something to watch. I, I you know, We'll see. Um, the Bengals might not be the best test. You're going to find out more as you progress through the first month of the schedule. And there's almost no chance Christian Derrissaw starts within the first three or four weeks. I would be shocked. He hasn't practiced Great. all summer. So Absolutely. Um, Mike Zimmer on Anthony Barr's status. Quote, I don't know. We'll see more on Wednesday. That's not good. What's the translation there? 
the translation is his knee is still acting up. Um, it's not coming along as quickly as I, if your mic would like. Um, to me, that means that there's a good chance he doesn't play, which, which I have contended. I mean, he has, again, he hasn't practiced since August 5th. So that's a long time to be out and then just come back on Wednesday, install the game plan and be like, I'm ready to go Sunday. I think Anthony Barr misses the first game or two. But when Mike says what Mike said there, because a week ago or so, he said he's making good progress, right? He's making some progress here. Like, I'm going to open the door for him potentially playing. I felt like he closed the door on Monday. And this is an issue because the depth at linebacker, as far as I can tell, is not great. You know, Barr's really solid. Kendricks is fantastic. Vigil, who's the guy who's going to start that they got from the Chargers as a free agent, I think he might be solid. But beyond that, I don't think it's great. And here's the problem now. So originally the plan in the nickel was to put Alexander would come on the field, replace Vigil, and then leaving Kendricks and Barr, which is pretty solid. That's good. Uh, Now it's going to be Vigil and Kendrick stay out there the entire time in nickel. And so now that that's, that's been weakened as well. So this is the type of thing where I think when the national pundits say the lack of depth could catch up to this team fairly quickly, that's what you worry about, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Vigil was brought in as a depth guy mm-hmm. and he was uh, depth and or special teams, right? Wasn't that the initial And he'll thought? replace Eric Wilson. So he would just some background on Nick Vigil, who's almost certainly starting in week one. Yeah. As you know, this Anthony Barr stuff is still cloudy. Yeah. So he's 28 years old. He was a third round pick out of Utah State by the Bengals. And so he spent five years in the NFL, um, was mostly a full time player in 2019 and 2017 with Cincinnati. But he has been at best, according to Pro Football Focus, just an average starting linebacker in his best seasons. In mm-hmm. his worst seasons, he's had some issues. Um, so we'll see. I mean, if you have to, that's the type of guy that I think you bring him in in case someone gets hurt to play a game or two. If that's all he's going to play, that's fine. If he winds up having to play a half, half the season because Anthony Barr is hurt and the knee injury needs surgery or something, then that's where the depth gets really exposed. Um, so that's it. Those are your Vikings practice notes from Mike Zimmer yesterday. Somebody get that guy some Tums. <laughs> some and, and some Surly. That's what Mike needs, <laughs> some Surly does. Furious. He does. Just dump it right down the gullet, you'll feel better. Yeah. He could also use some uh, risk management and insurance, and that's where Federated comes in, all right? They're not going to help you rebuild your depth along the offensive line or uh, linebacker core, but they will help you as a business owner with risk management resources and protection that can save your business from potential disaster. Um, they'll keep help help you craft plans to keep your employees safe. So check out all the resources at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Before we head out, I've got Vikings Trivia Tuesday oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for you, gentlemen. Okay. You're going to team up here. You guys go against each other on Thursday later in the week. Yeah, we're going to team up yeah. for this one here. We're not right? friends then, but we're friends now. So Clint Kubiak is set to be the ninth Vikings offensive coordinator since the beginning of the 2005 season. Can you name the other eight? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So 2005 was Lenahan had just left. I covered that team. Okay. Steve Loney was the OC. Let me know when these are official guesses. Okay. So Steve Loney was the OC. 
Daryl Daryl Bevel then uh, came in with Childress and was here for a long time. Musgrave. Bill Musgrave, yeah. Little index card of a yep. big calling Bill Musgrave. It, that's an official. Yep, Bill Musgrave's an official. Official guest. I was, there might be some old so, tweets exposed on Declan. Bill Musgrave. I like that. So Bill Musgrave then gets replaced by, oh, you know what? By, we now get Norv. Norv. Norv Turner. Yeah. Norv Turner. That's pretty guess. good. Um, you guys are, Shermer. You, you guys are good. Here. Shermer. Shermer. Yeah. Takes over. That's Sweet. official. Shermer then gives Deep way to default. Oh, yeah. Very good. Dude, this is. Stefanski. Wow. Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski. Oh, yeah, I hit you with that one. Oh, he did. Okay. Oh, and Gary oh, Kubiak. Sorry. And Gary Kubiak. Wow, that was... Oh, my God. Wow. Well, no I mean, hesitation. It was the wheelhouse of when I covered the team and, De- and Declan. I mean... Actually, the first two, I would never have gotten. Daryl Bevel, you wouldn't have gotten? No, I got Bevel. I wouldn't have gotten... Steve Loney. Well, oh, Linehan wasn't official because yeah. he was before No, he 05. got replaced. Loney was he the left. first official I, one I couldn't on name list. any he took other a job. OC pre Red wouldn't Bevel pay him. Off the top of my head. Red was too damn cheap to pay him. Yeah. So, so poor Steve was coaching offensive. How line far back and can you can you show up? Since that was so easy for you, can you go back? Just can you keep going back? Len, so uh, you got Linehan, who was Len, before Linehan was before Loney. Um. So that's two thousand. So he took over. He was brought in by Ticey, if I'm not mistaken. Was uh, so who was Denny Green's um last OC? I mean, you had Billick in there. Then he, then he went to Baltimore. I don't know if he was a decent. I'm going to give you, and, Bill, and then you, you Billick. Chip Myers, is from Chip Myers replaced him and died that spring of a heart attack. And so, so he then he the he got replaced by um, da, 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 who who was the receivers coach replaced him? Sherm was it Sherman? He I, was he had coached in Green. You could say his name's Fred. Ray Sher- Ray Sherman was it? Okay. Ray Sherman. Yeah, his that son had Fred. died. And then Ray Sherman became the head coach of the Packers, right? No, that that was uh, Ray Rhodes in '99, but he got fired after one year because it didn't work out, and Ron Wolf fired him. No, Ray Sherman was a position coach with the Packers when I was there. Um, after he left here, I guess. Okay, so then Ray Sherman did Ray Sherman then? Okay, that didn't work. He got let go, but was. Did Lenahan replace him? Oh, I'm thinking of Mike Sherman. Oh yeah, Mike yeah. Sherman was the yeah, Packers Mike was, head coach. Yeah, so Ray Rhodes was their coach in '99, and then he got fired after a year and replaced by Mike Sherman, who had been like the tight ends coach in Green Bay. So you're missing you're missing the the coordinator between Ray Sherman and Scott Linehan. Three years of this guy. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm, Ticey. I'm missing somebody. Right? No, no. Tice was the um, O line. Tice coach. was not a coordinator. Tice Tice didn't get to be a coordinator until he went to the Bears. Um. Hold on, three years. So this is Denny. Yeah. So this is Denny replaced. Um, Denny replaced Sherman with this guy. Um, hold on. This is a. I mean, this is amazing. We're we're literally covering like thirty years of coordinated offensive coordinator. Yeah, but here. three years. I should know this. So this is two thousand. Where, where are we at? Uh, two thousand through two thousand. Uh, sorry, two thousand. Yes. In 2001, it was two years. Oh, two years. Okay. I won't know this. 2001. So who was the coordinator when when Corey Stringer passed away? Because Tice was the O-line coach. Um, Off the record, is it like like a house? Is it a name that we probably would know? Like it? um, That's kind of tough to answer. He was never never a head coach. Okay. He was never a head coach. He was... Now, he did become... Let me think here. Uh, He was also a Packers offensive coordinator. All right, Judd. 
Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, um, Ray Rhodes was the defensive coordinator, and it was um, Emmett Thomas? Uh, Emmett Thomas was the was the defensive coordinator. Oh, defensive coordinator. Okay, okay. So this guy was also At the, the same time as this guy. Oh, man. Was- okay. So I remember Emmett Thomas. Um, and, he was Pac- and he was Packers OC at one time? Yeah, before this. Oh, oh, he oh. was an old guy. Oh, yeah, Denny's buddy. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. Old. He was an old. <laughs> that That's what it was. It was Emmett Thomas was the DC, and he came here, um, and it was an old. Oh, man, I interviewed this guy a couple times. He was a very nice old man. I don't remember his name. <laughs> Sherman Lewis. Sherman Lewis. Okay. Sherman yeah, Lewis. Yeah, nice guy. I don't know. He's a great coordinator. All right, co- can, real, just, just for a heat check here, can you tell me the coordinator before Brian Billick? Dennis Green's first offensive coordinator. Jack Burns. Wow, dude, this Good is Lord. Jack. He fired him. He fired okay, him. What about Yep. What about Jerry Burns' last offensive coordinator? Probably wasn't Schnelker, huh? Um It wasn't you well, Schnelker was the one five years before this guy. Okay. So we're gonna give you Schnelker. So Judd's gone Judd's taking us back to nineteen eighty five now. I am negative we're, just, we're looking seven. for um, We're looking for one seven. guy between Jack Burns and Bob Schnelker. Um, Very prominent name huh. in coaching, NFL coaching circles. Not as a head coach, but like very prominent offensive coordinator. I don't remember. Tom Moore. Oh, that's right. Tom Moore, yeah. legendary Colts was, offensive right. coordinator that's during right. the Dungy. That's right. That's right. Damn. Woof. That was good. That wow, was fun. Wow, dude. Judd Zolgan. Oh, boy. Ringing. That's a lot of Vikings history. 30 years of Vikings offensive coordinators. OCs, man. That's what you get. That's what you get on Purple Daily here. All right. You get. I should have got Tom Moore. I remember Tom Moore. Crusty guy at the time, too. Crusty. Yeah. I was young. He was crusty. Tom Moore is now 82 years old. He was born in Owatonna, Minnesota. Yes. Right right next to Federated Insurance. I was going to say, I'm sure he is familiar with Federated (laughs) Insurance. And if not, he's drinking a Surly right now. That's all I got. Probably wearing chill boys. All right, that's a wrap on uh, this episode of Purple Daily. Write that down in an accountability session tomorrow, and we're counting down the days. Don't forget to Vikings vent line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel immediately after Vikings games are over. If you missed it at all last year, it is a blast. Win or lose, we bring you guys into the show with us on a regular basis, and um, we can't wait to see what happens on Sunday. We'll see you guys tomorrow.